Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Shape It Up Over 40 podcast. Today, I have a very special guest, and we are going to be talking about boundaries are your best friends. And we're going to dive into why boundaries are important, how to figure out what they are, and how to set them. So welcome to the Shape It Up Over 40 podcast. I am your host, Nicole Simonin, and I help women over 40 lose weight for the last time. Over the past 20 years, I've developed a weight loss program where there are no pills, no potions, no diets to follow, no insane workouts, no massive cardio. With my background as a professional ballet dancer and teacher, a medical degree in physical therapy, personal trainer, and health coach, I have boiled weight loss down to doing three things, fueling your body, moving your body, and managing your mind. So I want to know if food calls out to you, does it like whisper to you like a siren calling you in? If you are familiar with the stories of the sirens calling to the pirates, um, the sirens were like the mermaids in most stories, and they would sing and call out to the pirates in an attempt to lure them to the shore, to their deaths, crashing their ships into the shoreline rocks. I know it sounds very dramatic, right? <laughs> but this is how I used to feel about donuts. I felt like they kept calling to me, kept bringing me back in. White powdered cream filled donuts to be precise. And I would resist so hard. It's like, I can't eat them. I can't eat them. And then I would give in and I would eat a lot of them. And then I would resist some more. And then I would give in and the cycle would continue. And I don't do that anymore. I still love to eat donuts. And I still have the, the desire to eat donuts. It's not as intense as it used to be, but I've really learned how to tame my impulses for my cravings. And I want to teach you that too. And you can learn that inside Crush Your Cravings Masterclass. So you're going to learn how to break the resist cycle. You're going to understand why your cravings keep winning. And you're also going to know how to feel calm and relaxed around tempting food. So if this sounds like something you want to be in on, you can learn more and register for the virtual Crush Your Cravings Masterclass, which is happening June 1st at 6 p.m. Eastern. And you can go to endcravings.gr, the number eight.com and register for free today. That link will be in the show notes. So you can check it out there or on the shapeitupfitness.com page. Again, that link is endcravings with an S.gr, the number eight.com. Okay, so my special guest today is the CEO and founder of Purposefully Connected Life. She has a master's degree in intercultural youth and family development and a certification as a life and executive coach. She helps career women achieve life balance by addressing mindset issues, developing self-confidence, strategizing ways to set and attain their goals, establishing boundaries, which is what we're going to talk about today, and building relationships. She is a wife, mother, daughter, sister, lifelong learner, friend, and empath, 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 <laughs> I said that wrong, based out of Phoenix, Ariana loves good hikes, reading a good book, and savoring a good glass of wine, but not more than playing and snuggling with her kids, and her new, she has a new baby, and her husband, so welcome, Ariana, thank Columbo. you, yeah, I was Columbo. like, I paused there for a second on your name. <laughs> I know I, my name is hard to pronounce on both ends now. So before I was uh, Robinson, so I used to be like, oh, traditional spelling, and people always knew what I was talking about. And now it's like, oh, Palumbo, oh. can you pronounce that for me? Like yeah, that. yeah, I was not lucky in either way. My maiden name is Turnay, um, oh. and nobody could spell it, name it right, and now Simone, and I get 
very like cinnamon is my favorite variation of Simone. This <laughs> is cinnamon. cinnamon. Yeah. <laughs> so tell everybody a little bit about yourself and how you got started in this business. Oh yeah. Great question. Um, love being on here. Long time listener. Yay. <laughs> first time, first first time caller, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, uh, so I've always kind of been someone who really wants to see other people be successful my entire life. I've given advice, probably more unsolicited than solicited. (laughs) And, um, I ended up long story short in social work and, um, was, you know, doing a lot of stuff there and social work is really just life coaching under a different umbrella. Um, cause in life coaching, we help people find resources. We listen to people, we help them hear patterns in what they're talking about and help give them, um, ideas and solutions. I believe in the co-creative process, which means I don't believe I have all the answers. And so I, uh, try to work with, um, within people's own ideas and boundaries and, and, and all of that kind of stuff. So, um, so I was a social worker and one day I just got to a place where I really wanted um, to help people in a different way. Um, I actually was no longer doing direct social work. Now I was in administration. And so I guess I kind of missed that one-on-one with people. And so I went back, I uh, looked up some Brené Brown information and found that life coaches um, could access a curriculum I've now like long forgotten about. And I went and got certified as a life coach. And um, it's been kind of a struggle trying to figure out exactly who I want to help because I like always want to help everyone. Um, But I've ultimately settled that on career women because I relate. I relate to living the life where I don't, um, I didn't know how to set boundaries. I didn't, I forgot what my values were. Um, so I really try to help career women reestablish themselves as the architects of their own lives by empowering them to, um, to define life balance for themselves. And I get a lot of women in my Facebook group or my clients or, or those people who always say like, I, I used to be so vivacious. I used to be so exciting. I used to have so much fun. Like what happened to that woman? And So one of my goals as a life coach is to help them find that woman again, but put her in 2022, not in 1980, 1990. So, right. Right. Yeah. I think too, women in the career fields, like the um, executive side, they, they get sucked into their work and Mm -hmm. they kind of forget who they are. And I feel like on the other end, it's like the moms, like I know I was one of those is when I became a mom, I got so sucked into being the mom that I forgot who I was and who, you know, that exactly what you're saying. I forget that was a vivacious and, you know, I was very independent. And, um, I think you get to a point where you're just like, wait a minute, what happened to her? I liked her so much. Why is she not here? <laughs> you know? Yeah. But yeah. But yeah. finding that out. Yeah. And I love what, yeah. I loved what you said about the coaches too, be, or coaching, because, um, I think a lot of people come to coaches and they're like, no, just tell me what to do. And Mm -hmm. it's like, no, you have to take authority of what you want, because what I want or could give you, I mean, is maybe not what you really want. So I love that. um, You know, it's like meeting your client where they are and finding out what they want rather than dictating. No, here's the X, Y, Z, which I don't think works anyway. (laughs) <laughs> no, I agree. And I think some coaches come to it with that approach too, where it's like, let me tell you what I know. And it's like, okay, right. that's right. helpful, but it's never as helpful as someone discovering for themselves what they need to, to discover. 
Yeah, I find that with people that I work, um, especially one on one with, um, because, you know, you have to kind of most people that come to me, you know, they're like, oh, just give me the meal plan. Give me the workout. I'm like, no, you, you got to figure out the, the underlying part of like who you are and what you actually want. <laughs> yeah. The mentals, it's, the mentals. Yeah, for sure. yeah. The mindset for sure. Mm-hmm. All right. So let's dive into the boundaries. So why are boundaries so important? You know, I think one of the things that we talk a lot about, or we hear more and more about is self-care and about taking care of ourselves. And I think that is so hard to do if we don't have boundaries, if we don't set those boundaries around us. Uh, I know that the word no is probably one of the best things we can do for self-care is there's times when we just have to turn it off and we don't have to be everything to everyone. And so boundaries are really important to help us live the life that we want to live in the manner that we want to live. So I really encourage my clients, my friends, anyone who you know, will listen to really figure out who, if you want to find that vivacious woman, right. That independent, awesome woman that was there 20, 30 years ago, then I think you start with finding your values. And, you know, once you can figure out those values, then you've got to establish priorities. And once you have priorities, now, you know how to set boundaries around those things. So I really encourage to start with the values. Like when I became a mom, even before I became a mom, I think for me, it became family first. So value number one is family first. Value number two is God value, you know, God and spirituality. Value number three is community and giving back. And so for the, once I figured those things out, I, it was easier to set priorities. Okay. Is this new job or new um, activity or new, whatever going to get in the way of me loving and taking care of my family and me serving and loving God and taking care of my community. Um, And if the answer to those questions, if any one of those questions was no, then that's a boundary that's been set now, right? So my boundaries around my family, my boundaries around, you know, my spiritual life and my boundaries around, you know, loving and serving others. Yeah, I think um, that comes into kind of what we're saying a a second ago and like discovering who you are, who you wanna be. There's a filtering process that you need to go through in order to figure out, oh, that doesn't match up. So I definitely don't want to say yes to that. But yeah, Mm -hmm. there's definitely um, the process of, uh, you know, who you want to be, because if you're however you are right now, and if you're striving to be another person, those two don't mesh. (laughs) Like what you're doing now is creating who you are now. Um, And I love to, like you were talking about self-care and it's funny you brought that up because I literally was just coaching a client um, and I was like, self-care is not massages and facials. Like Mm -hmm. self-care is really like how you talk to yourself, how you treat yourself. Do you have your own back? Do you honor your commitments to yourself? Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. I think that's so important because as women, we don't always, we don't put ourselves first a lot of times. Yep. We're always last on the list. Right. And yeah. I, I think if you like going back to my value set, right. If I really want to be a good mom, if I really want to serve the community, if I really want to serve the church or whatever that looks like for me, then I need to, you know, I need to put myself in there somewhere. I'm not always saying that I need to be first, right. I have two very young children, so they're first, but I'm not good at putting them first. If I don't take care of myself. Yeah. Yeah. I love, um, this is my favorite analogy. I give clients is you're in the airplane, the airplane's going down and you're busy trying to put oxygen masks on everybody else as you're gasping for air. Like Mm -hmm. it doesn't work. Like you can only hold your breath (laughs) 
so long, for so long. you've got to yeah. put that oxygen mask on and, um, being there for people, you know, I, again, it's that whole people pleasing modality. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you don't please yourself and take care of yourself, you just can't be, you can't be the mom that you want to be. You can't be unless you have really low expectations yeah. <laughs> and then maybe you can, but, um, you definitely have to put yourself first and make your health a priority. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think, I mean, even if you hear my values, right, it's, you know, loving my children, my husband, it's, you know, taking care of the community, it's, you know, taking care of the church family and those kinds of things. Those can all be things where things can get out of whack real quick. Right. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I'm too much on the side of taking care of others. I, I love that you talk about people pleasing because I think I still, I'm a recovering people pleaser, you know, like I really, I do want people to be happy. And sometimes I muffle myself, I limit myself, or I say yes to things that I just don't want to say yes to. And so really becoming someone who has those boundaries has, has taken a journey for me. And honestly, it's made me happier, healthier. I make more money now. I have more freedom now. It's crazy how, when, you know, you really start to line up these things and, you know, put your priorities right and set your boundaries, how everything starts to fall into place. And I think that there's a fear around people not liking us about not having any friends about your mom or your, you know, your family falling away. If you don't listen to what they say and do everything they ask you to do. Um, And it's just not realistic in this day and age. People are asking too much. Um, And maybe they're not individually asking too much, but as a collective, people are asking a lot of us as women, um, and probably men too, but I really can only speak from my journey and what I see from the, the clients I work with and, and the, my friends is that we're, we're being asked a lot. And so we've got to prioritize and, bound, and set boundaries around those things. Yeah. I think we, as women, we want it all, you know, like yeah. we, I know I'm in my late, late forties and, you know, women's having the, the right to vote. And then also it's shifting from not just only are you raising the kids, but now you have the business, like you, you mm-hmm. have it all, but having it all, you still need to set those boundaries because, you know, it's, it's like having a free for all, <laughs> you have to be yeah. able to filter those things and, and really decide what is important to you and how you're going to, how you want to live your life. Because you can run yourself down ragged trying to be the best mom and be the best CEO or whatever, you know, your dreams are. Yeah, yeah, you know, and it's getting even down into the minutia sometimes, right? Like, you know, meal planning for me, not to tie it into health and wellness and fitness, but that's (laughs) where we're going. You know, meal planning for me, like, it's hard. It's hard for me to do it and figure it out. So finally I got my husband to participate in it, right? It's a new boundary. And so as we participate in it together, it's easier for us, for me to cook meals that he wants, which is one of my challenges and, um, and figure out what we're going to do for our children and, and those kinds of things. But I can also put myself first because I can make sure we're eating healthy, nutritious meals that are good for me and my body. And I'm nursing and just mm-hmm. are good for my, my son's body as I nurse him. So you know, but without like setting a limit saying this is important to me and, you know, bringing him on in, in what is a new, my, my new boundary is in essence, like, I'm not doing this without you because yeah. if you like, I can't make, I can't guess what you want to eat. So we've got to do this together. And if that's the way that it gets me to make more meals at home and we go eat out less then 
great. I love, I like cooking, but I like cooking when he wants to eat it and when I want to eat it. Yeah. Um, I actually did a podcast not too long ago on meal planning. (laughs) So you definitely Mm. have to check that out. And for those of you who are listening, because I used to be a big meal prepper, like, Mm -hmm. um, even my cookbook, um, the no fuss, no mess, shape it up cookbook. It talks about meal planning and prepping. And I think that benefits you when it's, it lights you up. Mm. You know what I mean? But if you feel like it's a drag and it's hard, you don't have to meal prep. Um, to be successful in weight loss or even healthy meals. Um, I know for me now I do do bulk cooking still, mm, uh, like right. I'll throw you in a bunch power of cooking in your cookbook, right? Power, power cooking. cooking. Yes, yeah. that's right. That's right. Um, where you just throw in a bunch of yams and just let them cook for an hour and then pull them back out. But for me, that's easy. And it's mm-hmm. really about, I think, again, it's like setting those bounds. Like I have boundaries. I, I don't make a traditional dinner anymore. Like I'm mm-hmm. not, you know, making granted my kids are older, they're teens. So, right. you know, your baby, you definitely, you're both your babies. You have to provide for them because they're little, my kids can go forage through the fridge and find something. <laughs> yeah. But, um, I think kind of going off on a tangent here with, but with the, the, the structured traditional dinner that people expect, there's an expectation that like brings the family together, you know, Mm -hmm. and has that like comfort. And I'm not saying that that can't be the way it just doesn't work for my family. Like we're all on different schedules. So we find that place in other areas. Um, but so that's a boundary for me. I'm like, no, I'm not, I may, I may make dinner every now and then, but, and same thing, like, it sounds like what you're saying with your husband is, um, everybody wanted something different. Now your kids have no choice because they're little. (laughs) Although technically I am that mom that's like, all right, I'm making foie gras. I'm not making foie gras, but you know, I'm making something that she's not going to eat. So I'm I'm like, all right, chicken nuggets for you, but (laughs) carrots, cucumbers, what are you going to have on your side that is going to be, you know, we talk about good for your body and then play food. So good. I don't like the word good. I'm trying to find a better word, but yeah. Yeah. I think, I think you hit on a really important part of boundaries, right. Is it, you've also got to want to do it. You got to want to be there and it's okay. Like I'm notorious for taking on someone else's ideas and trying to implement them in my own life Mm. only to find out that they don't work for me. And that's boundary testing, which is great. Mm -hmm. And boundary setting, because you go, you know what, that really doesn't work for me. You know, like I get your power cooking. I used to do that all the time when I was a vegetarian and I was single and I didn't have a husband and, you know, young yeah. kids depending on me. Yeah. Um, I used to just make a big old thing of like a healthy coleslaw or a big old thing of, you know, healthy fried rice or whatever. And then I would just eat it throughout the week and everything would be great. But, um, but yeah, now it's changed. And so I don't know, I do still like your elements of your power cooking. So I'm totally <laughs> going to implement those when I get around to it, but you know, it just doesn't look the same as it does anymore. And that's okay. Like, I don't think boundaries yeah. are fixed. It's not like once you establish a boundary, like, Oh, done. Pew. Right. 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 Yeah. That is. And that's a big point that I carry through in my programs between the group mm-hmm. program and the VIP program, because when you go through that, you are learning not just how to lose a weight, but you're learning how to tweak it as you go along, because mm-hmm. you're the person you are now. It's not the same person you're going to be when you're 90. You're going to right. have different things. Who knows? We may, <laughs> we were talking to me and um, I just got back from Disney and we were talking about um, astronaut food. 
yeah. and how like um, one of the restaurants there was doing astronaut food. And I said, oh, are they going to serve little capsules and tang, you know, because who knows what the future is going to be and where our food, hopefully we'll actually still have food, but, mm-hmm. um, but adjusting and learning how to do that as you progress through your life. I think that's important to know that, like you're saying, your boundaries are not set in stone. Like you can mm-hmm. put them up and have them until they don't work anymore. Right. And then right. you get to decide to move on and create a new boundary or extend yeah. that boundary or whatever you want. That's the beauty of like life. I think everybody yes. thinks they have to fit in this little box all the time. And mm-hmm. it's like, no, you get to, you get to color outside of the lines. You get to draw your box, however you want and decide what you want to put in it. Well, exactly. And that's what I work with my you know clients on all the time is you get to define what life balance looks for you. I don't even like including the word work in it because work is a part of life. It doesn't get yeah. segmented any more than play or family or spirituality or health or any of those other things, right? Like they're all life and you have to define it for yourself, which is why boundaries are really important because they help us to define what our life can look like and how we can make it work best for us. If you're feeling like things are out of control, or if you're feeling like you can't, you know, rein it all in, then that's the time to really start to barrel down on your, you know, what makes you passionate? What are your values? What, you know, what are your priorities? And then, you know, establish the boundaries for the time. And then when you that's what I love about life, right? It's always throwing us something different. You know, I was a mom of one until recently, and now I'm a mom of two. And although I haven't found it to be as challenging as becoming a mom of one, I always talk about like, there's an up level, like napping is now an up level because now I have to get a child down and to sleep and I have to keep another one quiet enough to not wake him up. So, you know, and working through all of that is, is really cool and frustrating sometimes, but I love the challenge and I love, you know, getting to, to work through all of that. So life gets to throw us different things. And every time it throws us different things, we get to reassess, you know? Yeah. And I think exactly what you're saying with kids, cause I have two and um, my son is the oldest. And before you're a mom, you, you can get advice, but until you actually go through it. Yeah. It's like, you don't know. You don't know. It's like somebody describing to you how to drive a car. You can describe it all you want, but until you get behind the wheel and actually Mm -hmm. take the car for a, a, you know, and drive, you don't know, (laughs) you don't know what you're in for. Um, But I do think, you know, and my daughter came along shortly after, but it's like, yeah, once you've done it once and granted the, the quote unquote template that I had for my son was not the same one I used for my daughter because they are polar opposites, but um, you know, there's something a little bit more. I guess, um, familiar because you're like, oh yeah. Okay. I remember what happened. Like the, I haven't killed my baby yeah, <laughs> when I tried right. this. So yeah. let's try this and see what happens. But yeah. Yeah. Right. And I think, I've been um, thinking... go ahead. No, I was just going to say, like, I know people who have more than two, like we stopped in two and I was like, I'm good with two, but, yeah. um, like people with five and six and I'm like, I, I guess it gets easier. Like you just mm-hmm. kind of, they're all different personalities, but, um, you know, it's, it's like you're saying, you just up level. It's like Jumanji level four now. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, yeah. I don't remember what I was going to say. It probably wasn't that important. So well, I think these are all awesome tips for everybody for setting boundaries. Um, tell everybody you have a, a special offer for everybody. So go ahead and share that with everybody. 
I do. I have a freebie. Um, well, technically I'd like to keep in touch with you to get your email address. So that's how you get it. But um, I have a freebie on how to make major life decisions. I think sometimes we stare down the barrel of big things, like whether I buy a house or whether I take a new job or, you know, and we don't, we get analysis paralysis, we get really paralyzed. So I really break it down into just really simple steps and, you know, help you kind of figure it out. I have a project management background and that's what we do is solve problems all day. So, um, so that's what I did is really took kind of project management steps and I put them into a template to help people kind of think through the decision as it comes. I think it comes with journal prompts and things for you to work through as you're working through this, a major life change. I also have one for minor life changes too, because believe it or not, they are slightly different. Mm. Um, but yeah, um, I think the offer will go in the show notes. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. So the link, I'm just going to say the link, but you can definitely find it in the show notes and also on shapeitupfitness.com. Just look for this episode. Um, it's purpose purposefully connected altogether dot life slash major dash life dash changes. Again, that link will be in the show notes. So don't worry about that. Go ahead over there and grab that. All right. So let's do the speed round. Woo-hoo. Okay. Coffee or tea? Both all day. <laughs> both. <laughs> I well, think you're the first person that's been like both. <laughs> yeah. Coffee in the morning. And for like, I usually do one or two cups. So I'm a decaf drinker because mm-hmm. in the past like year and a half to two years, I've either been trying to get pregnant, been pregnant or nursing. So I drink like one or two cups, but I love tea. And so then throughout the day, I'll have different teas and I love to go to the store and I love to find tea and my mother's day gift to my mother and myself. Cause I brought my daughter, the three generations. We went to a tea party. There's a beautiful um, English tea room. Uh, there's a number of them here. And we went to one that's nearby. So yeah, that's both. Awesome. That's awesome. Now, do you do the, like the tea bags or do you do the, like the tea leaves in the ball and all that? Both. Fancy. So again, like okay, if so I just fancy. Yeah. Like if I'm at work <laughs> and I just gotta, you know, get something done, then I'll throw in a tea bag. But sometimes I like to put in a little teapot with the like loose leaf teas yep. or put in a little tea ball. And... <laughs> It's, that's kind of an art though, because I don't like all the like graininess. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. Got to strain it and figure all that out. <laughs> <laughs> so let's see. Favorite book and why? Ooh. Oh my gosh. This is hard. Um, that's like choosing children. I love to read. <laughs> I'm always reading. Um, I mean, the Bible's always a good one. I, you know, any spiritual you know, book is helpful, but that just seems, that's always so cliche. You're like, oh, the Bible. Um, I like In These Girls, Hope is a Muscle, which is an old, it was about uh, the Stanford women's basketball team back in the, no, it was about, God, that was so long ago, but it's about young women's basketball and about women and kind of how that makes them. Um, I love um, What Fresh Hell Is This by Dorothy, about Dorothy Parker, who I think was really interesting. So these are some of my favorite books of all time. Um, The Seven and a Half Lives of Evelyn Hugo, I think, stays with me for a long time. That's an interesting book. But yeah, really, it's like choosing children. (laughs) I have not heard of any of those books, so I will have to check them out. All right, for sure. All right. Hmm. I always look at my list of questions and see which one pops out at me. Um, <laughs> who has been your favorite mentor? And that can be someone you know or someone you don't know, like a famous person. Or um, 
I have been really blessed with a number of great mentors. I don't think we get where we get without them. Mm. The one that first came to mind is this woman who um, was really a spiritual mentor for me. I was in the Peace Corps. Mm. When I came back from the Peace Corps, I had a lot of stuff to work through. Um, actually, while I was in the Peace Corps, I had a lot of stuff to work through. Now that I'm a mom, I have stuff to work through. It never stops. But it was interesting coming back to the country and trying to like figure out life and try to process what had happened over there because it's so different, right? You go to the grocery store and there's one kind of brush. There's one kind of mm. peanut butter. There's one kind of cheese. There's one kind of whatever in the life that I was living because this is a developing country that I was in. Mm-hmm. And I came back here and there's not one brush. There's a hundred brushes to pick mm, from. There's not mm-hmm. one cheese to pick from. There's a hundred cheeses to pick from. There's not one peanut butter. There's a hundred and they're organic and inorganic and crunchy right. and right. and you know. Yeah. I think that's where we have a lot of problems, like making decisions Yeah, because we yeah. have so many options. Right. It's yeah. so true. It's so true. And so I think she really did a good job of helping me kind of work through that time and process some stuff that had, that had happened and, and kind of how to get back on track with that. I really had a, like a low self-esteem, which is interesting coming back from Peace Corps. Like I was bilingual and I was scared to like do like teach classes in Spanish. Mm. It's like, where does that come from? And what do you need to work through on that? So, so yeah, she was great. I'm awesome. very, very appreciative of her and I'm still in touch with her. That's awesome. Yeah. I love what you said in the beginning. Like we don't get where we are without mentors. That's true. That's very true. Yeah. Okay. Last question. If you could pick a superpower, which would it be? Ooh, probably to teleport because I love to travel. Um, and I have family in Australia. I have friends in Sweden and Burma and um, Japan. Um, so I have friends kind of all over the place and, or even just going to see family real quick back in Maryland where my husband's family is or my family in Oregon. So it's one of those things where it'd just be nice to teleport and just grab all the people beside me, grab our luggage, have them all touch me. We all just get there. <laughs> I think that's probably one of the favorite, that and flying is, is the most popular superpower, at least has been on the podcast <laughs> for sure. I'm sure COVID flying. has something to do with that. <laughs> probably. And just, you know, young kids. I used to oh, love yeah. road trips, but now it's like, oh, keeping my child tied up in a car seat for eight hours just doesn't yeah, sound yeah. fun. Or four just, hours on the plane. Just wait till they're teenagers and <laughs> well, I don't think like they'll have their earphones on and I'll just be listening to my yeah, podcast. Yeah, I don't know. I shape it up after 40 podcasts and <laughs> there we'll, you go. You there know, you go. We'll all just do our own thing. <laughs> yeah, I think, uh, yeah, we're going on a road trip soon. And um, I we did it last year and I was like, okay, stop fighting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's play the license plate game <laughs> with yeah, teenagers. Yeah which they don't, you know, they're not amused by that anymore. So, (laughs) all right. So what is one takeaway you want to leave with the listeners today? Um, I would love for people to just know that they, um, that they are more than enough and that they too can define life balance for themselves and take back control of their life through establishing good boundaries. I love that. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being a guest on the podcast. It was such a Thanks pleasure. Thanks for having, having me on. Yeah. All right, everybody have a beautiful week and I will talk to you soon. Bye-bye.